What's up, Internet? My name is Nerdy. And I'm Clarice. And this is the Nightly Morning Show, because we get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Oh no, our opening title is... There it goes. Fantastic. You yeah, love that. I like, I like, I like this. Oh, a little, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm working on some graphics. I'm yeah. working on getting better. It's a nice little addition. I, I, I'm into it. This I'm stuff is probably going to change every week as I learn new skills in Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just going to like play around with some things, decide what we like, you know. Yeah, welcome to the Nightly Morning Show, our weekly podcast where we talk about nerd news and the world of shenanigans. We start every week with the same question, my favorite question to ask. Clarus, how you doing? You know, <laughs> um, the, uh, the government tried to send kids back to school and Mother Nature went, absolutely not. Yeah, it's like, snow day. There's like four feet of snow out there. It's it's crazy. Uh, yesterday there was no snow on the ground, and then at about like seven o'clock last night, it like started dinner snowing. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now mm -hmm. we can't move our car. Yeah. Um, because we have a little car. She's and little. yeah, the Lady the, John Snow is dainty. The mm -hmm. Lady John Snow is dainty, and there's only so much she can do. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, our parking lot, not one of those things she can get out of. No, no, um, no. She's great to like squeeze into tight spaces, but uh, yeah, now she's stuck. So for those of you who have never lived where there's like blizzards, what happens is that the wind pushes the snow as it lands. Yeah. And so I actually had a hard time opening our door to our backyard today because it's not that the snow is so deep everywhere, but it, it, it banks up against the wall. Yeah. And so I had to literally, I'm 6'4", I'm well over 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. I had to put my shoulder into the door and push the snow out in order to try and go outside today. And then I just gave up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's something. It's uh, great. Wheel of Time wonders if we're going to bring up Wheel of Time. Probably. Now we're not. Um, yeah. No more. <laughs> because you said that. Book club's canceled. <laughs> uh, um, I just want to say good morning to Sanisk, Blue, Rhiannon, Frank... And Wheel of Time, hello, friends. Yeah, Rhiannon says, uh, the Lady Jon Snow. Yeah, that's the name of our car. That's that's what we named our car. Because she's got plot armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. The strongest of plot armor. <laughs> How are you doing this morning? I, you know what? I'm good. Um, I feel like we had a good weekend. I had another wipe in my nerdy lock yesterday, which was a little tough. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to play Pokemon again until Sunday, because I, I need a break after that one. Mm -hmm. I, um... I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be playing some Guardians of the Galaxy on stream this week, so I'm very excited for that. Mm -hmm. The football playoffs have been uh, poor. Um, uh, they've been poor. Uh, I think, I the, not to get too into sports, I know that this is not a sports podcast, but if for any of my fellow sports fans, I just want to say the addition of the uh, seventh um, playoff team on e in each division has been pretty disastrous so far. It, it just has. Basically, this season, for the first time the, in a while, the NFL changed the playoff format. Mm -hmm. And so they added a team. So more teams get to go to the playoffs each year. But... So they, like, just made up a team for this year? No, no, no. Same number of teams uh, at the beginning of the season. They added, a, they added a team to the playoffs on each side. 
So more teams made the playoffs this year. Unfortunately, that meant that two teams made the playoffs that would not have made the playoffs last year. And both of those teams got absolutely destroyed oh. in very boring games. Gotcha. And so I think that it is... Uh, it, it, I, I think it's a poor choice. I, I think that the, you, if you're an 8-8 eight and eight team, I shouldn't have to watch you get your ass handed to you on national television. Uh, but Frankenbeans brings up a great... Great, great, great point that tonight, during the NFL playoffs, during the Cardinals and the Rams game, we're going to be getting a Moon Knight trailer. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, I have no idea what to expect out of this one. Me too. <laughs> well, because we got that teaser a while ago, mm-hmm. and it was surprising to me how dark it was for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess they're going to, like, lean into more of that. Which is, like, exciting. Like, it's I, I'm interested, but also, like... Is it just going to fall short because they can't take it all the way? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I I do wonder, you know, at what point Disney Plus is going to have to open up the content settings a little bit. Yeah. Because they're pushing the boundaries already with Mm -hmm. shows like, even like Mandalorian has some darker, more adult stuff in it. Um, But if we're going to get a Mandalorian war with Bo-Katan and, you know, moving forward in that series, you know, I think that there is definitely some... um, And we're going to be talking about Boba Fett later in the show and some of the backlash to the last episode Mm -hmm. and how the cast responded to it. But I think that there is definitely a section of the audience that is looking at Boba Fett and going, like, why is my Bounty Hunter show so clean? Yeah. And I think that, you know, Disney wants to make this content in these universes that have pre-existing expectations and you know they are putting a filter on those expectations that i think is leaving some fans dissatisfied yeah yeah i i have to agree with that and stephanie says moon knight kind of needs to be r-rated and from what i understand of the character i agree uh you can't really do like a kid-friendly version because it's not kid-friendly that's not the story um and what's the point yeah. Right? Like, what? what is the point of diluting that character down to a kid-friendly version? What yeah. What kind of show are you making at that point? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think... Here's the... Tr- I love Oscar Isaac. I think Moon Knight is an uphill battle for Disney. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight is conversations about mental health that can be a little weird. Disassociative identity disorder is one of those things that was such an easy thing to just kind of use in early comics when we didn't really understand much about the disorder. But I personally think that characters like Moon Knight and things like that created a stigma around those conditions, Mm. those very real conditions that people have. And I I think that Moon Knight being a live action representation of that is going to have to be very careful Mm -hmm. about how it portrays uh, DID and how it... uh, either adds to or um, normalizes the, condi- uh, the, the the stigma around the conditions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, that that is an uphill battle. I think that maybe they have it in them, but while t- taking a character that is has the ID but is also hyper-violent mm-hmm. in some of his altered states, like, that is, um, that's really tough. I, I think yeah. that something like Doom Patrol did such a good job of portraying a interesting and healthy relationship with the ID where that character... Um, is it Alice? I think I have the name wrong. Uh, but the, that character has a really... The, the, they really made a storyline out of her coming to terms with her mental health. Mm, and gotcha. about trying to find a better version of mental health for her. And I think that that benefited that character mm-hmm. and stayed away from some of the controversy. Right. I hope that this show has that same 
you know, ha- has that same amount of thought and care behind it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jane, apparently. Jane, thank you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One Although of she's the called other... Crazy Jane in the comics, which is like... Mm. One of the other Twilight characters, it's fine. You said Alice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was watching a TikTok uh, that had the baseball scene from Twilight in it today. Uh-huh. And I, I always forget how good that baseball scene is. Like, it's so funny. That one was, yeah. It's comedically brilliant. Mm-hmm. How they, it just all of it. I was like, this is, it's. Twilight had its moments. You know, it had oh, its yeah. moments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it parodies itself while it's going. And it's amazing. It's yeah. so good. Um, my favorite is the ba- the bat flip. It's, anyway. Oh, God. Go yeah, watch yeah. Twilight. Or, or don't. Or don't. You don't. You really don't need to. <laughs> Have you seen Twilight since it was in theaters? Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, the last one I watched was like opening night of Breaking Dawn Part 2, and then I've never seen them again. No, I think I like went back and watched them all. You did a rewatch? Yeah, because I was like, actually, you know what? I only watched like the first three, and then I gave up. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't, I, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I was like, why did I enjoy these? I can't say that I ever did. I loved going high to see the movies on opening night. That's fair. Yeah, me and my friends would go and we would like take the piss out of them. Mm-hmm. And one of one of the most hor- I think I've said this actually in a morning show before, but one of the most horrifying experiences of my life was actually watching a Twilight movie because I was uh, Breaking Dawn Part Two. I'm gonna spoil it because I don't, but genuinely don't care. <laughs> uh, Breaking Dawn Part Two has this sequence where the vampires fight the evil vampires from Italy. Yeah, the Volturi, I think. <laughs> Volturi, yeah, yeah. And so. There's this giant fight sequence, and characters are getting their heads ripped off. Yeah. And me and my friend, Beth, are uh, sitting there, baked, as we are surrounded on all sides by teenage girls Mm -hmm. who are absolutely screaming and cheering on the deaths of all of these adult humans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was watching, I was listening to the sounds of, like, teenage girls girl joy while watching like famous actors get beheaded and I was just sitting there like this is hell this is a nightmare and yeah I've never been more scared in my entire life I was like if they find out that a man is here I feel like they're gonna rip my head off I am so high and (laughs) this is a nightmare yes a hundred percent that was a hundred percent my experience I'm so sorry it was the only time Twilight ever veered into a horror and it was mostly because of the drugs I don't know that baby was pretty scary the baby is bad right yeah it's bad it's bad Mm -hmm. anyways sorry not as bad as I found out Taylor Lautner not indigenous he's just a white dude yeah. Didn't know that when I was watching those movies. I didn't know that either. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a little bit, but and and maybe I shouldn't get all my information from TikTok, but I I'm I am under the impression that Taylor Lautner is just a white dude. That's from TikTok. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it could it could it could be true. Oh god. Okay. Anyways, the news. <laughs> the news. Should we get into it? Yes. Where should we Oh, no. Where should we start today? Nailed it. We're we're today we're crushing it. Um, let's. Start. Our stream deck is broken, so I have to do all of this with our mouse, which means it's uh it's it's touch and go. It's not broken. We just have to reinstall. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's broken. Um. All right. Uh. Let's let let's get going with a quick dose of. Let's just get into that Boba Fett con- Boba Fett Boba Fett controversy. Can't uh-huh. speak today or any day. Um. The Boba Fett cast was asked about some of the backlash to that latest episode 
because mm-hmm. uh, the Scooter Gang. That was the backlash they were asked about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what backlash did you think they'd be asked about? The just murdering off the representation of the indigenous people of Tatooine. Okay, fair, 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 fair. No, they didn't I talk about that one. I would think that that would be more important than some rainbow bikes, but okay. The cast of Boba Fett has been talking a lot. They've been talking a lot. Uh, okay. Tamara Morrison, babe. I'm sorry. Baby, let me check Wait, sure. no, that's yours. That's not mine. Mine's off. That's yeah, you. That's, me. that's you. That's me. It's not me. <laughs> um, uh, Tamora Morrison previously made a comment about how Boba Fett talks too much in the show. Boba Fett talks too much. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Boba Fett said that Boba Fett talks too much. He was like, you know, I, I think I talk too much in if this. If they could give me less lines to memorize, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that. But he was like, you know, there was one day where John uh, Favreau was flying to Atlanta, I think he says. And um, I was like, can we just like, since John's not here, can we just like not, can we cut these lines? <laughs> and apparently he got a phone call from John Favreau, who was like, no, you have to say those lines. Because <laughs> they're watching. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> when asked about the bikers in episode three of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. Tamara Morrison responded with, some of these things are out of our control. We can't say as performers, we don't want to work with these people. That's not good enough. They brought a lot of color to it. I thought they were great. We're working hard. Which isn't... Which isn't exactly, like, a ringing endorsement of the people you work with. That's, like, the worst thing you possibly could have said. It's not like... It's not like, yeah, the characters were an interesting choice, but hey, we're all having a good time on set. It's like, well, you don't get to choose your family, basically. Like... Yeah, Ming-Na Wen went on to add, Ming-Na Wen kind of saved it, I think, going, this is a real homage to the things creator George Lucas always loved, whether it was the mods in the 60s or Lucas's hot rod film, American Graffiti. I'm pulling this from The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, At the same time, it lends itself to learning more about Tatooine, and Sophie was a lovely human being, and I definitely enjoyed getting to know her. So, like, I I think Ming-Na Wen's comment definitely makes it a little bit um, softer, right? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Tamar Morrison uh, is very much not pulling punches about the the show that he's on. Yeah, he doesn't, he does not give a damn. Um, Cool. I am uh, very surprised. Yeah, I'm really surprised because I think that at least the first two episodes um, were really good and touched on some i think like different things for star wars mm-hmm. right this doesn't feel like this this feels like it it has its own unique tone i don't want to say it's completely unique obviously it's uh, pulling from a lot of things and it's tattooing it's a lot of things we have seen before but the more um like political struggle storyline i feel like is less common in star wars as like the main plot line you know, mm-hmm. obviously in the pre or yeah, the prequels, there's the thing with the Senate and there's just kinda like this one line, but it's it's less I mean convoluted. there's a lot of politics in the prequels. Yeah, but it's but less it's, convoluted. It's not personal it's, co- poli- it, it, it's like it's like politics politics, as opposed to like yeah. this is very much like interpersonal politics of like a small crime family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I for from that aspect I actually thought it was really interesting and yeah. unique. But then episode three was definitely a letdown and I don't know, it it's this interview to me does not bode well for the rest of the season. Depending on how much those Vespas are in it. Well... Because I went back and watched them, and they don't move right. Uh, I was watching... Yeah. Um, I think it was... Um, I was watching... Uh, 
Star Wars Explained was doing a video, um, and I was watching their video about them, and Molly from Star Wars, I, I, I hope I'm quoting this her right, because it might have been someone else, but uh, she said that it looked like they were on, uh, they were on a, uh, like, amusement park ride. Like, you go to the mall and you put your kid on the, like... No, 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 like, like, like the actual amusement park rides at Disney. Like, oh. it looks like they were, the, the way they moved looks like they were on tracks, mm. like an amusement park ride. Interesting. And I, I do agree with that. Like, I think that I went back and watched the sequence again yesterday, and the the chasing is, it's just a bad introduction for those characters. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's la- like, it's laughable. The, there's one moment where the guy sh- has, like, a lighter come out of his arm, yeah. and he starts to, like, try and, like, heat up the, I, I don't know. I don't know the what speeder? was happening. I don't, I don't know. But it, it doesn't, you know, you introduce these really colorful characters. Mm-hmm. If you do that and you make it, epic and amazing mm-hmm. and there's no complaints well and they're also not interesting because they just trust boba fett right away yeah we're willing yeah. to die for this person who like gave us a job and i think i think that the fan i don't think it's uh, you know we i have backlash on the screen because it's clicky and whatever mm-hmm. i don't think that this is about backlash i think this is about the, the the quality of the first two episodes is not the same as the quality of the third episode. It is a different quality of episode of television. And even those three are not the same quality that like, The Mandalorian was. You yeah. know, it set a high bar for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Ingleterra, I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by. We've been loving the book club and we're glad you're enjoying our content. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, uh, Rockmage uh, did bring up something uh, uh, a little bit back. I do want to address. Uh, they said, uh, do you not think indigenous people get murdered, though? It's not about whether or not indigenous people get murdered. It is about a specific storytelling trope of killing the tribe of indigenous people that trained the uh, outsider savior character yeah. so that he has a motivation to continue. And it's usually a he. Uh, yeah. And th- this is... It, it was just... It was done off screen. It was purely to motivate Boba Fett and it took away the agency and the intrigue of a group of characters that looked like they were going to be the main characters of the season because based on the way they were handled in the first episodes Uh and to have them just unceremoniously disposed of off screen felt like a slight after the uh way that they were handled in the first two episodes and leans into a trope in storytelling that Mm -hmm. has gone that, that that just happens so often, particularly around indigenous and obviously the actors playing the sand uh, people were mostly white, but um, the the indigenous coded characters of the sand people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that that's a reasonable backlash. I I yeah. was um. I think Disney handled that one poorly. Well, I I just. It, it gets down to what is the show about? Yeah. Because at, at the end of episode two, I was like, you know, there's a weird mix of flashbacks in present time, but the flashback stuff is fascinating and the Tuscan Raider culture is fascinating. And yeah. The, there was so much about it that I really loved. Episode three then undid so much of what I was excited about in the show mm-hmm. in taking away the Tuscan Raiders and in taking away the huts as the um, antagonists and replacing them with the pikes mm-hmm. who could have just been the antagonist at the end of episode two and we could have just skipped all of episode three yeah and that and that ultimately is how i feel is like we could have skipped episode three yeah. nothing happens in it except that the pikes who we know are going to be antagonists in the series because of episode two like we just got a bunch of information we already knew the only thing we got was the the high point of the episode which is danny trejo and the rancor which is yeah. awesome yeah but I think I think that there is a general consensus among fans, among the fans who have hated Boba Fett since the beginning because uh, that he's he's not murdery enough. Yeah. Um, 
and the, the 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 fans who did like it. I think everyone kind of came together on this episode and be like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I think with good reason. It's um, yeah, hasn't been my favorite, unfortunately. But yeah, but there's a new episode this week, and yeah. we'll see where they go we'll see what with happens. that, and then we'll see what Tamara Morrison says about it afterwards. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Um, let's move on to the other side of the nostalgia uh, content coin, which is DC Comics, because we're getting a new DC show on the CW? Question mark. That's right. David Ramsey is going to be returning to the CW to play John Diggle, the sidekick of Arrow and long-running um, uh, anchor who kept that show going for some of those years. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be returning uh, after his stint of directing episodes of the other shows on the CW. He's going to be returning as the character to lead a new show called Justice You, a story where he trains six young up-and-coming superheroes to take the fight for justice in the future. Um, I was like, is this like a... Yeah, I saw Justice U and I was like, is this like when they remade the Wii into the Wii U? <laughs> <laughs> like, it is, is the this... Wii U version of the Justice League. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> yeah. Where it's like not yeah. like that much better, but it's got like the cool little gimmicky pad. <laughs> <laughs> and great games. The Wii U had great games That's that true. you fell in love with when you played them on the Nintendo Switch. Um, so <laughs> let's... Uh, Mm-hmm. I know that you're not the biggest fan of the CW superhero shows, but I, I want to talk about this for a lot of reasons because there's a lot of thing, questions I have here. And the first one, obviously, is what... Is this going to happen? Because is the CW going to exist? Well, you said that it's, they're being bought, right? They are trying to, they're currently trying to sell the CW to a company called Nexstar, which wants the CW, and this is this is going to get in the weeds a little bit, but Nexstar is a political-minded television station owner who wants the CW to own stations in battleground states so that they can make money from political ads during midterms. Oh. People are anticipating that the 2022 midterms in the United States are going to be the most financially lucrative midterms of all time and that the money coming in for the midterm elections is going to be similar to that of the 2020 presidential election. Wait, you mean for like the like television companies? They're going to get a crazy yes. amount of money. Yes. So the CW owns local stations. Uh-huh. And so the CW owns local stations in certain markets. I'm sorry if this is so in the weeds, but it is it is important to understand why the CW is being sold and who its potential buyer is and why they want to buy it. Mm-hmm. The CW owns stations that broadcast in local districts in the United States uh-huh. that have to do with um, the upcoming midterm elections. And so the midterm elections are going to have very expensive ads being run 24-7. Uh-huh. And having local stations like the CW is going to potentially be big money for these midterms. And so Nexstar wants to buy the CW, cannibalize it, probably get rid of all original expensive programming, and just run reruns like... Um, uh, TV Land, or I think UPN does that now, uh, mm-hmm. and run political ads on a local station throughout the 2022 midterms. Damn, that's unfortunate. Yes. Yes. Um, so, and, and okay. th- th- this is tough because there is, um, 
there's a lot to love about the CW, and there's a lot of current stuff on the CW, including my best friend's television show, uh, that we're, we're hoping he gets a second season of. Um, yeah. So that he can be famous, so then I can be famous by association. Uh, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I, I, I don't want... I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn by saying this, but he's mm-hmm. worried... Like, and his, you know, he, he and his cast are talking about, like, yeah. will there even be a CW for them to have a second season on? Right? And yeah, so... I don't know. That's wild. This is a big announcement. Dave Ramsey's coming back. We're making Justice U. Is there going to be a network for this to air on? I think that, like, they wouldn't be bothering to announce new content with, like, with names on it if it wasn't gonna, it like, pull through for at least a little bit. The people running the network are not the people in charge of selling the network. They have to continue to do their job as if the network is going to exist. But if they're sold, that, that next company can pull that plug as fast as they want. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Sorry, I, I'm not trying to make this dark. I just no, no, no. Uh, you know, that's I, just like that's just like very unfortunate. I also think that this is an unfortunate show concept right now, because the boys is about to do it too. The boys is about to do what? We covered this on the morning show like months ago that mm-hmm. the boys is doing a spinoff about the university for superheroes in that universe, and there the superheroes are going to compete for the contracts. Uh, in various cities in the United States. Mm, okay, but The Boys is going to do it much darker. The Boys is going to do it with more money. Yeah. It is tough to be... And, and this isn't a comment on, like, John Diggle or, or, or the CW. Mm-hmm. It's a comment on... The Boys is about to spend a lot of money on that show. Yeah. Amazon yeah. is going to spend more money than the CW will. Mm-hmm. And to be the less expensive version of this exact same show that goes up at the same time... Is, is a tough prospect. This does not bode well. <laughs> it's a tough prospect because you're going to mm-hmm. have those conversations of like, oh, yeah, it's like the CW version of the boys. And that's not, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, I wasn't really that worried, and now I'm very worried. It's just interesting. There's a, I think that this show has a really big uphill climb ahead of it if it wants to succeed, especially after Naomi, the new uh, CW superhero show, premiered this past week. To mixed to negative reviews Mm -hmm. and only 800,000 viewers. Like, if you had told me when this show was announced that an Ava DuVernay-produced television show would premiere to less than a million viewers, like, the CW's in trouble. It's clearly in trouble. If Ava DuVernay's name can't pull people in to watch a show, Mm -hmm. like, Ava DuVernay is one of the most, like, uh, like underrated filmmakers right now yeah she is remarkable yeah and granted you know it's still a cw superhero show i i haven't seen the episode yet because uh, we don't have access to it where we live but um it, it's tough it's yeah. it's really really tough to imagine that the cw is going to be able to pump out these expensive super and i mean expensive but you know cw expensive if the viewership isn't there for the brand new shows so do you think that the shows that are on the CW right now that have uh, an, a decent viewership, you know, like... They're... None of them really do, but yeah. Okay, okay. So they're, they're better shows anyways. Do you think there's a possibility that this company buys the CW and then sells the rights to those shows for someone else to continue? I mean, the problem is that HBO Max would be the only place they could go mm-hmm. because no one... Uh, DC won't allow anyone... Is our light flickering? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> um, Time for new lights. <laughs> always. Uh, I, HBO Max wouldn't put these shows on its air. The only one that I think HBO Max would take is Superman and Lois. Um, mm. Batwoman, I, I can't imagine they keep making Batwoman. Uh, its worship I mean, is already, already really bad. A mess. Um, the Flash is basically done. I think that this season will probably end the Flash. Yeah. Um, and what about the 4400? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not sure I what think their the, viewership is like. So. Uh, honestly, with the talent of the cast in the 4400, I feel like they would benefit from being put on HBO Max mm-hmm. and having some of the content restrictions taken off. Um, you know, the 4400 is a very uh, racially m- motivated show. Mm-hmm. They are very um, civil rights motivated, and they have a lot that I think that the creators and the writers of that show want to say about the current state of um, racial dynamics in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I think that they could better have that conversation if they could maybe go a little bit further and push the envelope more. Right. I think that they have an incredible group of people working on that show. And I'm not just saying that because one of them is my best friend. Um, I, I, I really do. I think that that show could really benefit from HBO Max taking it and saying, hey, make this the make this a landmark. Like, mm-hmm. put, 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 it, put that time in, put that effort in. I think that they have the building blocks to do that. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that hampers the 4400 is the CW, right? Right. And that budget. It's It's... It's tough. It's a tough network to work on. Yeah. It's a tough network to have nice sets on and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um Paramount uh so uh someone uh, Rockmage brought up Paramount. Um Paramount can't produce the DC stuff, but something like 4400, which is like a CW show, not necessarily like a DC comic show could mm-hmm. move over. I think that Riverdale could go somewhere else. I could honestly Riverdale Can we just can it end? Well, but there's like three spin-offs now, right? Cuz isn't there like Kate Keen or something and why i don't know it's so bad wait have you never felt the epic highs and lows of uh, high school football what have you ever never seen that scene i might have i watched riverdale season one only because everybody in my cast was watching it and i had serious fomo and then i couldn't do it anymore i tried watching episode one of season two and i was like i'm i'm, I'm out i'm, I'm out I, I think that shows like Riverdale could end up on Netflix. I could easily see Netflix producing Riverdale. They already produced The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, although that has been canceled. So, um, right. th- like, it, it really depends on what the source of the show is. Mm-hmm. But it, w- it would be tough to... Um, it, it, it would be tough to justify moving something like Batwoman over where its viewership is already not very good. Yeah. Superman and Lois, though, is already partially produced by HBO Max. So, um, they... Okay. they, and they boosted the CW budget for Superman and Lois using HBO Max. So I yeah. could see HBO Max being the home of uh, Superman and Lois for sure. Okay, that's fair. <clears throat> oh, man. I did not realize that this, like, buying... I, I didn't realize all the, like, undertones to the, the CW being bought. So this was... That was a surprise for me. Yeah, it gets political. Well, and, and Nexstar is not even hiding that. Like, in, in their statements about yeah. it, they're like, yeah, we think that the 2022 midterms are going to be big money. Yeah. And, and they're just... probably right. Yeah. You know, we're in for a contentious year oof. of political ads. Big oof. And these midterms are going to be wild. And mm-hmm. I think that for the networks that can turn that into profit after a couple of years of tough ratings and, you know, the yeah. TV is dying, but um, political ads and sports are going to keep them going a little bit longer than they should. Yeah, seriously. Do we have any happy news? Do we have any happy news? Yes. Yes. Let's get into... Is that going to go? 
Let's get into the weekend box office. Okay. Because right. we had um a, a, oh an interesting development. Spider-Man is no longer the top movie at the box office. What? Yes, that is right. Uh, let's pull up our little... I, I made the graphic this week, y'all, so let's look at it. Uh, Scream 5 has come in with $30.6 million in the three-day. Obviously, uh, today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so uh, today is a holiday in the United States. Those numbers uh, might go up for the four-day, but this is our... Th we're looking at the three-day here. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home still going strong at $20.8 million. And uh, behind that, it's a pretty significant jump to, jump to the next one. Sing 2 is at $8.2 million. The 355 sits at 2.34. And just behind it, it almost looked like Kingsman was going to win this weekend. But uh, it sits at 2.31. As you can tell, there's a pretty significant difference in how much uh, all of those have made internationally. With <laughs> Spider-Man sitting at $1.62 billion. Dollars and no one else cracking 250 million. Uh, although Sing 2 is doing pretty well for a kids movie at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so let's uh, let's talk about this. There there's a bunch to talk about here, but I think the big thing is that Scream 5 has actually done really 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 well. And all things considered, all things yeah. Considered, we, I would have been there opening night, but uh, movie theaters are closed here, and there are other places in North America where movie theaters are closed. Mm -hmm. So 30. $0.6 million is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was not expecting that at, mm -hmm. at all, to be honest. And the fact that they can't even open everywhere, like, good for them. You yeah. know, good for them. I, I'm happy. Uh, the other uh, interesting news, Spider-Man No Way Home only dropped 36% uh, in its fifth weekend. Damn. Uh, so Spider-Man No Way Home, despite uh, theater closures, still making money hand over fist. Sing Fair. 2 only dropped 28.7%, mm -hmm. which is really good for that movie. Sing 2 has $119 million domestically, so mm -hmm. it did manage to cross that $100 million mark domestically. Mm -hmm. um, the, the 355 is probably the biggest disappointment here, right? Uh, which one is that again? It's that all-female spy movie that where each of the women are from a different country. So there's like the British one oh. and the American one and the... We reacted to that trailer. We did do a trailer reaction, yeah. But um, I, I have not seen that trailer since. No, and the reviews were were not very good. And I think that it opened um, two weeks ago. I think it opened like right when everyone uh, first freaked out about Omicron. Yeah. And so between uh, n n mostly like um, negative reviews and... <laughs> <laughs> I was like couching that as if I was like I didn't want to hurt their feelings, but like they'll survive. The reviews exist. It's just a fact. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it, it just I think it hit, hit at the wrong time and didn't hit audiences the way that I think they wanted it to, mm -hmm. considering how stacked that cast is. Yeah. Um, I mean Lupita Nyong'o alone yeah. is just one of the finest actresses of our time. Seriously. Um, The King's Man is uh doing all right. It's uh, almost at thirty million dollars. Um, it's not great, but it only dropped 28% this week. So people are still going to go see that. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, those are kind of the big stories. Uh, not a lot of money being made by Oscar winners this year because of the Omicron surges. Oh, yeah. Typically okay. something like, uh, West Side Story only at $33 million for its entire run. Mm -hmm. Matrix Resurrections only hit 35. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife only hit 126 million, which sounds like a lot in pandemic times but really isn't no and uh the the thing that i'm so sad to see in kanto 
only managed to hit $93 million. It didn't cross the $100 million mark. I mean, and it, and it won't now because it's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's it once they put it on Disney Plus, they kind of killed any, like, box office. That's, that is 100% true. Yeah, yeah. Mm, that's um, too bad. The, the one thing I, I did want to bring up, Licorice Pizza, despite all the controversy, is still making a little bit of money here and there. It pulled in another $883,000 and uh, has $9.5 million for its run. Uh, that movie is a, a hot awards contender, uh, and it's it's going to be really interesting to see if it manages to pull anything out, considering how uncomfy some people are about the plot of the film. I don't actually know it, so... Oh, uh, Licorice Pizza is um, uh, about a 15-year-old and a 25-year-old dating. A tw- 15-year-old boy and a 25-year-old woman. It's about, like, a romantic relationship between... And it's set in, like, the 70s or 80s. I haven't seen it yet, Um but uh, yeah, there there is a there's a there's a section of people who are like mm, maybe no. Yeah, maybe no, yeah. maybe not. Uh, Rockmate wants to know about Crudes <laughs> Two. Unfortunately, Crudes Two has not been in theaters for like a year, so it's sad. Oh god, we still haven't seen it. We should watch that movie. We should do like if it's on Prime, we should do a watch along. That um, would be very funny. A, a watch party of Crudes Two for those of you who um, are new to the morning show. Um, we watched The Croods 2 as it conquered the box office for many, many weeks last year. It was a that lot of fun. conquered? Hey, it did great. As it clung to life. Considering it did better... Than Tenet. Than Tenet. And that's what matters. That's what matters. That's what matters. This is some deep morning show lore if, you don't, uh, if, you, if you're if you not following along with what's yeah. going on right now. Um, yeah, lo- lots of interesting stuff going on here. I think that Scream doing so well is, first of all, great because I'm a huge fan of the Scream franchise and I hope that we keep getting movies from it, um, as long as those actors can <laughs> want to continue playing those parts. Uh, Never seen a Scream movie. I, yeah. Well, you don't like horror. No. Uh, but $30 million, I I feel like I was worried that Omicron was going to kill this movie. Mm. And I'm so happy that it didn't fully. Yeah. It might, long term, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't know if Scream would be able to get to that $100 million mark. But there's a hope. But there's, there's a hope that the box office is not dead. Mm-hmm. And I need it to not be dead because I love going to the movies. Mm-hmm. And I really want Batman to come out in March. Yeah. And Morbius to come out. April. and like, I mean, Morbius was supposed to come out this Thursday. I know. It's so sad. I know. But we're still getting um, <sighs> Pokemon Legends Arceus, which looks bad. Um, <laughs> Here, uh, the graphics look bad, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I The concept of the game, I actually, I think it will be really fun. I hope we love it. I really do. Um, Me too. <laughs> y'all, it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the morning show. Clarus makes up the news. Oh, God. <clears throat> um, hi. It's Clarus. This one is, uh, this one's not fake. This one's not fake because David confirmed it earlier in today's episode, actually. What's not fake? Well, there's a new football team. Oh, there's a new football team. There's Very a new cool. football Very team cool. that has been added uh, because math, you know, and sports and balls. And so there's a new football team. And the, this this football team is uh, specifically uh, the uh, Disney Orlando, Florida football team. Um, it's really long to say. So it's DF, Disney, or DOF. It's it's the DOF team. And um, their mascot is a, is a mouse. Um super cute it's a little too realistic you know it's not like mickey mouse you would think you think because it's disney's official football team um 
But, uh, yeah, it's a little, like, weirdly, like, uncanny valley, especially when it's, like, you know, six feet tall. Um, so people are complaining about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, they didn't do well. They didn't do well, surprisingly enough. Um, they bought a, they, they, they bought out a bunch of um, Canadian Football League players. <laughs> and uh, no, we, we tried our best. We tried our best. So uh, most, most uh, American football teams have, like, a team chant or a team song. Can you uh, give us that team? What what do the audience chant? What what is the big doff doff mouse um, chant that they do in the stands during the games? <laughs> so um, uh, they wanted they they went with this hyper realistic mouse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so the the idea behind the DOF chant <laughs> is that it's horribly intimidating, and so. Um, uh, the, somebody in your row of the audience, the audience, the audience, <laughs> sure. there is someone in your row of the audience goes one, two, three, and everyone goes Wee! all at the same time. And it's this like horrible, horrible sound in a stadium that just like echoes, right? Um, really throws people off their game. It's been proven very effective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's the quarterback of the Duff uh, team? <laughs> the quarterback. Yeah. Is uh, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that you heard it here, folks. <laughs> He's got fast feet and a great arm. <laughs> <laughs> I almost just spit coffee all over you. I'm really glad you didn't. <laughs> Can you imagine Wayne Gretzky? I'm like, look, the dude's the GOAT. He's the greatest hockey player of all time, but he's older now. Uh-huh. And that man behind a huddle would just crack me up. Oh, my God. He's doing his best. You know, they didn't get very far. but. Um, oh, my God. I just love the idea of one, two, three. <laughs> it's very effective. I... I you miss a hundred percent of the field goals you don't take. Nice <laughs> I want to applaud you. That was the best improv you've ever done. That Thank was you. the funniest. You've said some funny stuff before because it was so <laughs> random, but that was like legitimately. That was so good. Thank I just, you. I just, I want to commit. That was very, Thank very you. well done. The only part of that that I had pre-planned was it was a new football team. I'm everything else just happened. The one, two, three, re thing. I, I, and I don't, maybe this is so condescending. I, I'm sorry if it is for me to just like compliment your joke. But like, that's a very funny joke. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I have been to two football games. So I'm, I, I definitely know what I'm talking about. I love you so much. I love you too. You make it so easy to be in love with you. You're so amazing. Oh, All God. right. Mm. Let's, um, let's move on. <clears throat> to uh, the final segment of the show. Somebody should let Wayne Gretzky know. Yeah, someone should, someone should call him and let him know he has to play football <laughs> this weekend. Uh, he's, he's in a different sport. <laughs> uh, the final segment of the show is uh, what did we miss? Because uh, there wasn't a lot of news this week. What? Yeah. What yeah. did we miss? What did we miss? Rock Mage said earlier, it is uh, Betty White's 100th birthday. Oh, yeah, there's a special on NBC tonight. Um, right? And- NBC? And apparently, um, uh, uh, people are encouraged to donate $5 to their local animal shelter or um, along those lines. I, I'm sorry, it's gone now, Rock Mage. But I did clock that, and I did want to bring that up at the end. Um, yeah, in honor of Betty White, who would have turned 100 years old today. Yeah. Um, <sighs> all right. Well, we will definitely be giving to our local animal charity. Yeah. Especially in uh, this um, 
snowstorm. Oh my god, is it still snowing, do you think? Oh yeah, it's still gone. Yeah. Uh, still gone. I, I imagine days like today are tough for those animal charities. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely, if you uh, have a love for Betty White, mm-hmm. if you're a fan of The Golden Girls, Hot in Cleveland, the muffin sketch from SNL that I will never forget because of it's how burned, old yeah. and dusty her muffin is. Um, uh, definitely check out that special tonight. It will be a lovely remembrance. It is... It, I can't imagine that pivot that those producers had to make where they made this uh, 100th birthday celebrating Betty at 100. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, ooh, no, this is a memorial. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. You know, I Betty don't think White, it's going to be very sad. No, I think Betty White yeah. had such an incredible life. You know, mm-hmm. it is always sad when somebody passes, but someone who yeah. makes it all the way almost to a hundred years of like, on and in such an epic scale. Like, well, and, and there's the, a lot to celebrate. Live the life of comedy, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that it, the wrong way to you, um, I was about to say you Googleize. Eulogize. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I that 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 Zoolander joke lives in my head rent free. Uh, I think the wrong way to eulogize uh, Betty White is to be sad. I think the right way yeah. is to remember that this woman gave us a hundred years of joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that um, remembering her uh, for the laughter is the best thing that we can do because I, I think that's what she would have wanted. I think yeah. that's, you know, I think yeah. she spent so much of her life bringing that into the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to try and laugh a little bit tonight. Uh, and maybe watch a Golden Girls episode because Betty White is m- one of the goats of yeah, comedy. Absolutely. Yeah. When I um, when I die, I would like a live stream compilation of every make up the news um, to run for 24 what hours. What on earth please. makes you think that I'm going to outlive you? You do yoga every... You're so healthy. Uh, I'm not. My body is broken. <laughs> yeah, but I like alcohol. That's the... Yeah, uh, and red wine makes you live longer. I, I, yeah, okay, fair, 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 fair. Apparently. Um, uh, can we watch that online tomorrow? Eric, I'm so sorry, I don't have that information. Uh, um, yeah, But I'm sure I'm it'll be on sure. Hulu tomorrow. Um, Frank and Bean says we missed Arcane. We didn't miss it. We just haven't watched we it We have not yet. had the time. Um, also, uh, Frank Bean's did ask in our Discord, I just uh, want to let people know, we are going to have our spoiler chat for episode two and three of Peacemaker up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably make that today because now we have time because we can't go anywhere. Yeah, we were supposed to go out for some appointments this afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, our car is under a pile it's of stuck. snow. So we're not going to be doing that. I'm so glad I went grocery shopping. Because oh we were supposed God. to go grocery shopping today. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, nah, I'll get it done early. Uh-huh. But can you imagine? We'd be stuck without food. We'd get, like, Instacart or something. Who knows if they could get here? That's true. That would be a nightmare. Who knows when the plow was coming to our neighborhood? Mm-hmm. I'm glad we have food. Um, it's just to spite you that she does yoga. No, it's definitely um, it's definitely to my benefit. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Samsung TV Plus will screen a 24-hour Betty White marathon today as well. Oh, very fun. Oh, okay. That's really I nice. I love Betty White. I'm just going to go watch the muffin sketch. It's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm going to have to watch it, yeah. Yeah, I'll show it to you. Yeah. Um, also, I need to show you the, the trials and tribulations, the highs and lows of high school football clip from Riverdale. It's one of the worst television writing moments of all time. I mean, there's some pretty bad ones on Riverdale, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a um, I think it's the IMDb boat interview of the cast from comic-con 2018 or 2019 Mm -hmm. where the cast openly is like yeah the writing on our show isn't very good glowing 
recommendation right here, folks. Oh man! It's like it's like when they did all the interviews for Game of Thrones season eight, and Emilio Clarke's like, <laughs> like, and Tyrion was like, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, Tyrion. Uh... There was a recent interview that came out where um, Peter Dinklage said that he he felt relieved when Game of Thrones ended. Yeah. Which I can understand. Whether or not it's going well or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the filming process of that show was a lot. And for so much of your life. Like, to not have to, like, be filming in the snow in Northern Ireland for six months of your year. I, I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand. It's just, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the news. That is the news. That's the nightly morning show. I guess it's time to get to the end of the show, which is where we tell you about other things that we do. One of those is the Nerdy Wordy Book Club, which is a show that we do where we read the Wheel of Time and we tell you uh, our thoughts about it and people go, no, that's, oh, you're so close, but you're not quite there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, it's really fun. It's it's probably my favorite part of my week at the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, The book club has really been like the the joy of 2022 so far. So Mm -hmm. thank you to everyone who's been watching that. Mm -hmm. This week, Friday, 11 a.m., we are going to do the end of the Wheel of Time, book one, Eye of the World. We're going to get to that finale and we're going to see... Does it make sense? Because a lot of people say it doesn't. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Clarice, you're going to be streaming later today, right? Yeah, I am going to stream later today. I was going to change the time because now we're going to be home this afternoon, but I just might I might get some other stuff done, and I think I'm going to stick to my original time slot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll see you guys all tonight for more Witcher DLC. Um, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I'll be back on tomorrow. Going to be starting Guardians of the Galaxy on the PS5. Very excited to play that. Mm-hmm. You can follow that over at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly and twitch.tv slash Claris Drakars. Wait, I have a whole thing for this now. <laughs> Look at it. Look, there's our ads. Nice. You can type those in Crushed the search it. bar basically anywhere, and you can uh, you can find out what's going on in the world with mm-hmm. us. Uh, also, uh, do something nerdy tonight. Bye, everybody. Bye, friends. Oh. <laughs>